Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television-ish shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, only one episode, or were not intended for television at all. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Get that skank a sports bra. Welcome to y- Welcome to the first annual YouTube Live! Yes, Stay Doomed is doing its first web series. Is this really our first web series? No. No, I say this every time we do a web okay, series. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. I know for a fact we've done other ones. We did a whole month of YouTube. I, You know, I didn't even think of those as web series. I was thinking of, like, Dungeon Crawlers. <laughs> So, this is YouTube Live, which took place in 2008. November 2008. And blew my damn mind. (laughs) I cannot believe what we witnessed. This happened. So, uh, let's, let's start right away. And let's pour one out. All right, what have you got? I have... The shot of vodka. It is a shot of rum chata because YouTube had one shot to get this right and screwed it up more than I could possibly imagine down the gullet. Nice. I have the Katy Perry. Yes. Uh, it's pink like her dress in one, uh, one of the segments she's wearing a very 2000s pink bubble dress. And it's a watermelon seltzer and watermelon mint vodka. And I made it in a completely different room than everything else that we recorded yeah, in or keep, keep anything separate. else. Keep it separate. That's uh, good. Potentially well before or after we recorded this podcast. <laughs> so we open with Katy Perry. Yes. So well, before we even jump into this, like, do you have any relationship with this show? No, I was not into YouTube culture that much uh, until really, fairly, really, I would say the pandemic. Uh, I was not really in, I had certain YouTubers I kind of liked. Yeah. Uh, like Defunct Land. But I was not into like YouTubers specifically. And I think the reason I follow certain YouTubers now is your fault, Stay Doomed. Yeah. Because I think it comes directly from Escape the Night. There's certain people I follow now because of Escape the Night. Absolutely. Like Sophia Nygaard and a few others, but she's the one that really comes screaming to mind. Uh, So I was not... I I watched YouTube. I was a college student Mm -hmm. in this time period. But I was not into, like, specific YouTubers. I was watching Charlie the Unicorn and... Exactly. Uh, My relationship with this show is I remember bursting into my roommate's bedroom going, did you hear about YouTube Live? He was like, no. And I was like, there's a new Charlie the Unicorn in it. And that, and then we didn't watch it. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, like my, like my, uh, my relationship with it is very much, I had heard of one or two of these people. Yeah. And we, we had a really interesting conversation off mic about, uh, this group of YouTubers. Yes. So let's let's get right into it. Yeah. Because I think we're 
I think we're going to have less to say about the show itself and more to say about YouTube. Yes. Um, so Katy Perry bursts out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to turn off your televisions and turn your computers on. Yeah, which is crazy because I definitely watch YouTube more on my television than I do on my computer. I almost exclusively watch YouTube on <laughs> our television. Yes, thank uh, you, we, PlayStation. We couldn't find something on regular YouTube, like a digital video, and I showed it to you on my computer, and I said the phrase, like an animal. <laughs> yeah. So she leads them through this intro and there's like Vladimir the Magician, Will It Blend, she's talking to a couple people and then she goes, over it, immediately crapping on the premise. Yes, like she's kind of like bumping through all these like YouTube celebrities. She runs into Chad Vader. She runs into uh, Will It Blend and goes, It's like, this is so... Hello, fellow kids. Yes. Like, this is so, like... she's 24. Like, she's not that old. But this is so, like, I'm not part of the YouTube space. But here are the nine words that I heard you guys use. So I'm going to say them, correctly or not. He... She also goes up to somebody that I can't make out who it was and just goes, Are you my baby daddy? Yeah. I'm like, what is that about? (laughs) Like, why did you even say that out loud? Once she bumbles through everything, she says it's Strike a pose for the first annual YouTube Awards. And she sings Hot and Cold. Yes. Which is her one of her two big breakout songs. Uh it's that and I Kissed a Girl were her two big like breakouts. Yes. So these are big songs right now. This is like a top forty hit. Yes. Uh, The two things, or three things actually I have here that I find strange about this performance is she gets away with saying, UPMM, PMM, UPMS, like a bitch, I should know. And I was like, ah, it's weird that they're allowed to say bitch. Turns out they will say bitch over and over and over again, but other words will get censored. Yeah. Uh, Two, the uh, stage, very penis-shaped. Yes. Like, it, the way it is, is there's these big, like, almost windows, which I think are supposed to be, like, YouTube videos, is the is the theme. So it's like they're, they're in these little boxes, because you would watch a little box on YouTube. But they're suspended above the stage, and then the stage comes out and gets real skinny, and then there's, like, a head at the end. With a big YouTube logo on it. Yeah, the the big play button. I was like, that's really phallic. (laughs) And three, everyone is filming. Everyone in the crowd is filming. Which we find out uh, is because the audience was all given flip cameras. Yes. So they were all being encouraged to film. Mm Mm-hmm. But it did immediately invoke the question in my mind, who is this for? Is this for fans of YouTube or is this for YouTubers? Because this is kind of the day when there was a divide between that instead of everybody having a YouTube channel. Uh, Because I often think of VidCon. Yes. Which is like the big like YouTube convention that's not owned by YouTube. It's just people who make videos. Mm -hmm. And every single human being there is walking around filming themselves like, yo, it's me, I'm at VidCon. 
It's like everyone's making content. And I was like, no one's going to watch all of this. Well, we've had the same thing. I've noticed it increasingly more at conventions we've attended that are not VidCon. Yes. Uh, everyone is a content creator. Everyone's a brand. Like, everyone is trying to get themselves over. Yeah. We give multiple hosts. We have the Vlog Squad. Yes. And there's four of them. There's Michael Buckley of What the Buck. Yes. William Sled, who calls himself the Queen Bitch. Yes. And he introduces all of them as the Vlog Squad. Uh, Lisa Nova and Cater17, who's from the UK. And the MC is Tay Zonde, who yes. is best known for Chocolate Ray. Chocolate Ray. He used to follow me on Twitter. Yes. And then I, I told someone this and I pulled it up to prove it and he had unfollowed me and I was crushed. Uh, hey, Noah did some research. Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. Noah did some research. Here's some uh, facts about those hosts. Uh, Lisa Nova currently has 504,000 504, subscribers, has not posted a video in seven years. Uh, Michael Buckley has not uploaded a video in three years. Uh, his videos get a about an average of 2,000 views, and he has only posted 33 videos and has hosted Live with Kelly. Huh. That's so infuriating to me. <laughs> uh, Mike Realm, uh, he uh, put something up two months ago uh, as like a short uh, and then his other stuff's about a year old. He averages about 20,000 views. Uh, he's got 225,000 subs. And then William Shed, Stead, whatever the heck his name was. Sled. 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 I didn't like him. William Sled has only 77,000 subscribers, has not uploaded a video for nine years, and it was a Harlem Shake video. Uh, he is a bank manager now. He's a bank manager? He's a social media manager for a bank. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he's out of the game completely. I will have more facts as we go on. All right. So, uh, they, they, uh, they really hawk that they're streaming live on YouTube mobile because mobile was different. Because this is... Children, gather you around. This is back when you didn't just default have internet on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if you accidentally opened internet on your phone, you might go, no, 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 and hit the end button as many times as you could because you could not afford such luxury. Yes. It should also be noted, we are only two years after Google has bought YouTube and one year after the partnership program has launched. Okay. So we've only been able to monetize for a year Mm -hmm. when this is going on. They bring out Beardy Man. Beardy Man currently has 213,000 subscribers and has updated four days ago and averages about 20k views per video these days. And he's a beatbox artist. Just beatbox. Yeah. Just comes out and beatboxes. And he starts uh, the intro for Kanye West's Gold Digger. Which makes me uncomfortable. Which makes me learn fear. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's not... He, he better not say the N-word. I mean, this is also like right when Glee did Gold Digger. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing where you're like, no, no, you're no, not, everyone here is... You shouldn't be doing this. Everyone here is far too white for this. Yeah. 
he manages to like the. I will admit the uh, the intro to Gold Digger is iconic. Mm-hmm. He never gets into the lyrics. Yes. So it, he gets out of it and then kind of does more of a like montage. It's entertaining but very awkward. Yes. He then ends up like with a loop machine. Yeah. And he just starts doing this thing that sounds awful and dancing. And this, it turns out, will be a phrase I say many times. If you dance to noise, it doesn't make it music. It's still just noise. Yes, and you say this many times. So he makes noise for a while. And then he's done. <laughs> so then Tezande checks in with the VIP party. Yes. With Jessica Lee and Brandon Hardesty. Yes. On a crowded plane that you, the YouTube viewers, have voted to be called YouTube Air. There's no way anyone voted on this. There's no way. I know what things turned into in 2008. Well, it, the only way we voted for YouTube Air is if the other choice was, like, YouTube Skyline. <laughs> and those were the only two options. Yeah, like... And it's not Plainy McPlain Face. Like, yeah, this is... I actually literally had Plainy McPlain Face as a... <laughs> or, like, the Colbert Plain. Yes, this is right around when Colbert was kind of like, I want to be honored, so get things named after me. Uh, it's also... We never see this again. We really don't see them again. We will see the people after they land. Yeah. There's no background music. There's no... But people dancing like there is. They're clearly told music will be playing. Because they're just kind of grooving to silence. And again, just because you're dancing does not mean that it's music. And they talk to uh, Brandon uh, Hardesty, whose big deal is that he makes... Uh, reenactment videos. Yeah. So they're plugging his upcoming release, which yeah. is going to be The Dark Knight, and they're playing it up like it's such a big deal. Yeah. But it is literally him in his mother's basement with a bad camera, word for word, motion for motion, recreating the interrogation scene. Yes. And that's all it is. And he got 5,000 requests for this scene. Yes. And there, we also have uh, Suri from 30 Rock. Who's just kind of there, yeah. yeah and we see her for a split second. But they, they're they like, look, somebody from the real TV. And I was like, the most minor character from a show that was critically acclaimed but not widely watched. Uh, fun fact about Brandon. Okay. Brandon uh, became an actor. He played... Eric Cartman in the live action segment of I Should Have Never Gone Ziplining episode of South Park. Oh, good for him. I thought you were going to say he played one of the Howling Commandos because that's what happened last time. No. Uh, But I also want to point out, like, they show this clip of the Joker and Batman talking. Then why do you want to kill me? (laughs) I don't want to kill you. 
go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. And then they cut back and he's like, if you want to see the whole thing. It's a pretty long clip we see. I was like, what more could you possibly be offering here? Yeah, because you get the like, you complete me. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't get to see him as James Gordon. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could not imagine. We did not watch it. No. <laughs> like, our research should be that we watch it and then we don't. And then we get another... This is going to sound crazy disjointed. Because it is. Yeah. Uh, we then meet Juan Man, who is Juan the free Man, hugs guy. The free hugs guy. And his viral video with the sick puppies uh, is played as the sick puppies play live. Yes. It's very much like a WWE entrance when like Living Color comes in and plays over CM Punk's entrance instead of just yes. his music. Mm-hmm. And then the free hugs guy just... Hugs people. He just hugs people. For three minutes. For three minutes while the sick puppies play a song. Free Hugs Guy has 24.7 thousand subscriptions and three videos on his channel. My God. And it's just him hugging people. And what I loved is he's going through and he's just hugging people. He's just hugging people. He hugs a little girl. He hugs some other people. And then some dude runs up and rips his shirt off. Yeah. And then they quickly cut away. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, that's the line. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to get this out of here. Uh, so then we get a, uh, a Will It Blend segment. Yes. Because Will It Blend was huge on YouTube at this time. Yes. Will It Blend last put up a video a year ago. Uh, they currently are sitting at 857,000 subscribers. The fact Will It Blend has not reached a million subscribers yeah. is kind of baffling. Uh, Will It Blend is then joined by Chad Vader on stage. Yes. Who wants a broom blended. Because he hates sweeping. Yes. Uh, Chad Vader comes from the Blame Society YouTube channel. They have 244,000 subscribers and uploaded today. Oh, good for them. I just want to put that in perspective for you. Chad Vader and Will It Blend are sharing the stage right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Will It Blend has four times the amount of subscribers as Chad Vader. Yeah. And hasn't done anything in a year. Chad Vader is still making content. Yeah. Like... As much as I wanted this podcast to just be me ripping apart the YouTube live show, a lot of it is now me just ripping apart how YouTube works and how I'm confused and frustrated by it. <laughs> so the br- the broom blends. Yeah, he blends the broom. And uh, he says most impressive. And then like, because he ha- he's Darth Vader and he has to eat everything through a straw. Yes. They blend a bunch of food. Yes. And Vader does it using the Force. Yes. Uh, two important things happen during this. One, the don't do this at home moniker comes up because people were destroying blenders at home. Yeah. And two, while, the, while Chad Vader uses the Force to activate the blender, will it blend guy yawns real big on stage. 
He's like, oh, yeah, same shit, different day. Blending stuff for hundreds of thousands of people. So the skip falls kind of flat. So then Tay, Zande, and William Sled are back, and William Sled is calling everyone bitches because it was 2008, and that just was what happened? Yes. People just called everyone bitches all the time? It was. Yeah. Like, I, it sounds weird, but, like, that was just what... That's just what happened. In the late 2000s, it was always like, hey, bitches. Uh, then someone describes the event as scrumchalescent. So, uh... William Sled, something gets censored, and then William Sled goes, oh, where's the bar? Yeah, we have no idea what is said here. And then he meets Hot for Words, who I'm guessing from, uh, let me... Hey, I have no information on Hot for Words, so if you have an idea of who Hot for Words is, please let me know. Yeah, uh, Hot for Words is a, a YouTuber who is still active. She is Marina Orlova. And she has 375,000 subscribers. Was last uploading about two months ago and seems to average between 1,000 and 2,000 views. Okay. So, and then she says the word of the day is cromculescent. So awesome it's impossible to describe. So I guess like she did a word of the day video. Yeah. And then William Sled goes... Oh, wow. You know, I, I was thinking about it and I have... I have a word for you. I have two words. Comfort and joy. And pokes each of her breasts in turn. Yes. This is so upsetting. Yeah, this is from this, like, very weird time um, in LGBTQ culture where this was, like, gay men would just do this. Like, this was just part of what the weird expectation of these relationships yeah, between gay I, men and straight I'm women gay, were. so I don't find your breasts sexual, so I can just touch them. Yeah, and this is, like, this very weird, like, late 2000s. Yeah. Like, this is very dated. Anything William Sled does is atrociously dated. Oh, in this. my immediate thought was, oh, he's canceled now. He has to be canceled now. Apparently he's just a bank manager. He then goes and bothers, uh... Michael Buckley's husband. And then he calls out Bo Burnham. Yes. And he's like, Bo Burnham's here! And Bo Burnham just stone faces him. Well, his joke is... There's Bo Burnham. Where's Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham sings, my family thinks I'm gay. Mine does too. It's okay. (laughs) And it cuts to Bo who... (laughs) the, The only way I could describe him is... Is dissociating. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if later he was like, oh, the camera was on me? Because he's sitting there resting his head on his closed fist, wearing glasses, not looking at the host, just kind of staring into the middle distance. I totally thought this was intentional. <laughs> I thought this was him just refusing to acknowledge this. I mean, like, it very much could be like, don't interact, don't interact, don't interact. But to me, it looks like, I'm so bored, I'm just going to go to my safe space in my brain and spend some time there. It's the um, the Dr. Cox. Yeah. Like, <laughs> him going to the beach in his yeah, mind. Yeah, going to the beach. That being said, this is the first time I really laugh in the entire show. Yes, it's not, it's not intentional. I, I'd argue it is. I really think Bo Burnham... 
does this on purpose. <laughs> All right. I think he's doing a bit, and I think it's very funny. Uh, and then we get a Charlie the Unicorn cartoon. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Before that, uh, he goes up to the little girl who we saw hug free hugs guy. Yeah. Earlier. And She's goes, like a little girl who's in, in like the front of a section. And goes, what's been your favorite part of YouTube Live so far besides me? And the little girl just goes, huh? And then he asks again, what is your favorite part of YouTube Live besides me? It's me, right? Girls are adorable. Are you guys having a good time? Yeah? What was your favorite thing so far besides me? Huh? What was your favorite thing so far besides me? Me? Yeah, it's cool. I understand. It's my favorite thing, too, so... Everyone says me. And walks away. I was like, this poor little girl. You never let her answer the question. You are a terrible host. Yeah. You've done nothing but put yourself over. Yeah. Like, you, there, nothing about what you just did felt like you were bringing the audience in. No. And letting them be a part of the show. It was very much, this is the part of the show where everyone praises me and how funny I am. And I hated that. Then we get a Charlie the Unicorn cartoon. Yes. And this is actually like... uh this is pretty funny because Charlie's like anti-YouTube and the other two unicorns are like, it's YouTube! Cats will be doing people things and Rick Astley will make a comeback! <laughs> and Rick Astley emerges with tentacles as an eldritch abomination. Yes. And Charlie like gets them to a safe space and then they go, we're no strangers to love, Charlie! <laughs> and it just reawakens him. And then it ends? Well, no. Then they talk about the collapse of civilization and democracy. Oh, yes. Being a result of the internet. <laughs> And I'm like, nailing it. They're on a bridge, Charlie. <laughs> but the whole cartoon is maybe a minute. Yeah. And I immediately flashed back to that day where I bursted into my roommate's room and was like, dude, there's a new Charlie the Unicorn cartoon. And just the disdain he would have thrown towards me if we sat down to watch this. And that was it. And then that was it. Oh my god. It would have ended our friendship. So it was very 2008, but not as 2008 as what comes next. This is unbelievable <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> oh god. What comes next is a guy playing Guitar Hero. And it sounds like it's going to be Ballroom Blitz. It sounds like Ballroom and Blitz. And it isn't. It isn't. But And I've never been more disappointed. One, everyone loses their mind. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, it's Guitar Hero, which is insanity. And two, you know what you can't do on YouTube? Play Guitar Hero. Really? Yes, because you'll get a copyright strike for the music. Oh, yeah. So, like, the fact that this is, like, this is what YouTube is. It's Guitar Hero. It's like, no, it's the opposite of that. Because that is forbidden. Yeah, it's... It's very weird. And then there's a guy on stage playing real guitar. Yes. Uh, and they were like, yay! And then my next note is, what is this? Two guys play guitar for a while, and that's literally all I can tell you. <laughs> and then we get to... This is Lisa Nova, we found out later. Uh, playing a character of a little girl in colonist, communist Russia? Yes, named Paulina. And she's talking to the musical legend Kima of Vic's Flame. Oh, 
Is that what it's called? I have the word dicksplain here. You know, I don't know. I Vixflame. Vixflame sounds a lot better than dicksplain. Which, Vixflame does not come up when I Google anything. Because uh, let me tell you, if Dicksplain is not a YouTube channel, I'm going to start Dicksplain, which oh, is just no. explaining There's... things as an ass. Oh, Dicksplain is the name of an NFL player. That's a bummer for him. Yeah. Let me Dicksplain this to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it. I'm writing it down right now. The, a Dicksplain YouTube channel sounds like a really yeah. funny idea. The the audio in this is poor. Oh, like, yeah. I can never understand. As is the video quality. <laughs> I can never understand what anyone's saying. Because she's talking to a musical legend who is very awkward and, like, yes. not part of this. Um, and then they actually talk about the flip video giveaway. Yeah. And that's why all the youths are recording. Yes. And then we finally get to something. Thank the Lord, it's Adam Savage. It's Adam Savage. And it's <laughs> Adam Savage takes the stage and goes... Hello, I'm Adam Savage. And then the little <laughs> bumper comes up underneath him and it says Mythbusters. I'm just, I was like, he has a name, YouTube. I'm just, I'm grateful. Uh, he is there to present Leonardo 3.0, a machine that he created that could create the Moto Lisa in three seconds. Yes. It is basically a bunch of paintball guns glued together. <laughs> And this is going to be the first time that they put someone in front of said paintballs to see what happens. While this is happening, you hear Jamie in the back going, I don't don't hear anything. No. And behind me, behind this curtain here, is Leonardo 2.0. No. And he's pretty much the reason we're here. Yeah, because you're like, whose audio is that? And I was like, it's definitely Jamie. Yep. Because I, like... It's definitely because when you when Jamie comes out, it's confirmed that we're like, oh, it's definitely Jamie Hyman. Yes, he comes out in a suit of armor, mm-hmm. which is great because it's very Jamie of just like, oh, yes, this is my day. And he turns to the audience and goes, "Want to see somebody get shot?" <laughs> and the audience is like, "Woo!" It sounds like he's about to murder Adam, though. Like the way he says, that it, like, "Want to see someone get shot?" <laughs> it usually sounds like he's about to murder. Yeah, Adam. this is true. They said they wanted to see it. Uh, He steps in front of this thing. It takes far too long for them to get it going. And, like, you can hear Adam being like, just hurry up and shoot him. (laughs) Like, I don't care about all these safety features we have to go through. Let's just get through it. Yeah, he gets very uh, impatient with the situation. And then it goes off and, like... It's all red. Oh, he also announces the paintball paint will wash off with detergent just in case somebody gets splattered. Yes. Uh, it, it hits him and it's all red. And I thought the whole point was it was going to be calibrated in a way that it makes a painting. Instead, like, it just makes the silhouette of Jamie. Yeah, instead it just makes the silhouette of Jamie. I thought it was going to be he if he stood exactly where he was, you would be able to see all of, I don't know, the scream or whatever. But, no, it's just red. Very dumb. So. Th- and that's it. Uh, then we get uh, Planet B-Boy. and Because there's a film called Planet B-Boy, and we see this group, and we first see a video of them dancing in South Korea. Yes. 
And then we see them appear live. And they're extremely talented. It's yes. breakdancing. It's hard to, like, describe or explain. It's good breakdancing. Uh, but the host of, or whoever's in charge of emceeing this part, it's like, please give it up for your first two B-boys. And it gives two names. And they come out and dance. And then the bumper pops up and it just says, Korea. Yeah, which is interesting because later something does differentiate South Korea. Well, how insulting is that to bring in these two very, like, talented people and not have your names pop up? Just the country you're from. And it's not like they couldn't have put their names up and then put Korea underneath it. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do this. Also, this is the only type of entertainment you could do this with where it's just like, we got a bunch of them. They're each going to come out and do stuff for 20 seconds and then we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to have a montage. Like, could you imagine if they did this with like magicians? Like representing Korea. It's the fantastic Mr. Greg. And he comes out and he's like, pick a card. Is your card? And then here comes. Here comes Dr. Pocket Watch, representing France. Ooh. Voila. Voila. Flowers, birds. Now, here comes, representing Japan. That sounds great. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but it, it just cracks me up that, like, I feel bad for dancers because they work so hard. Oh, my God. And they get eight seconds tops, and we're not going to put your name on screen. Dancing, it like, and this kind of dancing is very physically demanding and difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get the YouTube world of sports. I have a note here. I don't recognize anything here because it's sports. Well, this There's is... There's a point where, I, like, I think I recognize a couple of professional sports people. Yeah, this is what's mind-blowing to me, is they kind of represent YouTube as, like, a place where you can watch lots of sports. And they show, like, Tiger Woods winning the Masters. You can't do that on YouTube. They kind of make it look like, yeah, you could just discuss sports and show clips. It's like, no, you can't. You need written permission from the NFL. Yeah. They, they say that. They, anything is not for rebroadcasting. You can't do this. The only thing that they show that's like sports related and actually YouTube is Boom Goes the Dynamite Guy. Yeah. Who's from E-Bombs World. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's so bad. We also see uh, Beardface again beatboxing during this. This is when I realized what this is. Because remember how earlier I was like, is this for YouTubers or fans of YouTube? The answer is neither. It's for media companies. Yeah, this is supposed to be a commercial for YouTube. Yes. Like, yeah, we have sports. We have dancing. We have... You know, all these things. They're trying to sell YouTube to people. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're doing a horrible job of it. Uh, So the the sport we get live (laughs) is uh, speed cup stacking. Mm Mm-hmm. I I get that they had to do something that didn't require a lot of, like, stage prep. Yes. So we see Luke and Joel Myers, who at this point are 13 and 11, respectively. Oh, wow. And they look it. Yes, they are clearly children. They don't look like, you know, they don't look like older teenagers. They look like, uh, my my note here is, they are visibly anxious, poor lambs. Well, the one kid, he keeps coming up and he just keeps like touching the cups to like make sure they're not glued together. 
Yeah. And I was like, it's okay, bro. It's cup stacking. You'll be fine. Turns out he's incredible at it, but his brother keeps throwing cups around willy-nilly. Yeah, Luke, who's 13, is doing more smoothly and doing better. Uh, Joel, who's 11, is obviously extremely nervous. Yeah. He messes up a few times. Still better than anything I could even a close to attempt on my best day. Well, you can tell that it's a routine that they're trying to do. Because they try to switch every now and then. And Luke sometimes has to stop and wait for Joel to catch up. Yeah, he just kind of sits there. And he's like, all right, I need your cups. I need your cups. I need your cups. All right, here we go. And then he does some stuff. And then <laughs> every once in a while, a cup just goes rogue. Yes. And <laughs> it must have been so humiliating for the one brother because when it ends, the other brother goes around and starts picking up all the cups that his brother had thrown around the stage and oh. then puts them down. I'd be like, you leave those there and we do not acknowledge their existence. This is YouTube live. And it, it's, it's live. We're opening for Vladimir. Yes, the next thing we get the world champion magician Vladimir. Oh my God. I have notes here, but I really don't need them because I feel like you've... Okay. You've got this on lock. I know Vladimir's routine. I like Vladimir's routine. He uses a laser pointer of sorts, like a very powerful laser. And the illusion is he can manipulate this laser in ways that seem impossible. Like he sets it down so it shoots across the stage and he's able to hang things on it like the light has some sort of mass. He's able to bend it. He's able to wield it. He's able to pull bits of the laser out. However, the stage is so dark that you can't see any of the things he's doing. But it's not dark enough that you can see the laser clearly. So it's kind of just him moving around in the dark with his face in spotlight. Yes. I was just like, oh, Vladimir, no. Come on, buddy. That Like, it's very simple. This act requires the stage being filled with smoke. Mm-hmm. He's not anywhere that could be filled with smoke. No. So it just doesn't work for, like, three minutes. Oh, no. And, like, there's a couple times where he does something and kind of does, like, a ta-da and holds for applause. And there are people that do not realize that the trick started. Yeah. Because it's so dark it's unbelievable (laughs) so then the next sketch (laughs) is more unbelievable uh william buckley goes on about miley cyrus for a really long time yes and then drops it that miley cyrus will turn 16 the next day yes and i was like okay how old is william buckley when this is happening He's 33. He is my age bullying a child. Well, it starts with like, you all know how I feel about Miley Cyrus. So that tells me that William Buckley is famous on YouTube for criticizing this 16-year-old girl. For whom he's not the audience. No. Because like, I I just want to put this into perspective. See You Again, which is like her big crossover like into adult pop. Isn't until later in 2009. Yes. So, like, See You Again and The Climb, which were, like, two of her songs that actually, like, go mainstream 
during Hannah Montana, but like when she's starting to become an actual like pop star as well as playing Hannah Montana, these aren't coming out to the next year. So most adults don't really know who Miley Cyrus is. Yeah. Like when uh, in the film Zombieland, which is 2009, there's a whole like little bit about how Little Rock goes on to Tallahassee of like, and then when she wears the wig, she's Hannah Montana. Yes. And that's like all anybody really knows about Hannah, Hannah Montana at this point mm-hmm. is like, it's a kid show. When she wears the wig, she's a pop star. Yes. So he's just bullying this child. Th- this is before Party in the USA. Yes. Like, that's how, like, young Miley Cyrus is at this time. This might be before she's just being Miley, if we're being real. Yeah, well, let's see you again. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, this is in her first thing, which was an EP called Time of Our Lives, which wasn't released for a f- almost a full year. So he says something very interesting in this. Where he's kind of crediting uh, Miley Cyrus and says something like, without Miley Cyrus, there would be no Venetian princess. I want to talk about Venetian princess real quick. Mm -hmm. The fact that Venetian princess is not here is ridiculous. Because at the time, she was the most subscribed to woman on the channel. Beating Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. And what her content mostly was were parodies. Like, she did uh, a parody of Womanizer. Yes. Uh, she did a, uh, a Taylor Swift parody where she's a zombie. Yes. Uh, and, like, I used to really like her stuff. I used to play it on my college radio show all the time. Uh, but her, the other half of her channel was talking about how much she liked the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Which will come up later. But this ass, Michael Buckley, literally ends this bit where he sings happy birthday to Miley Cyrus with, I still hate you and I hate you too, Joe Jonas. The audience of YouTube at this time were Jonas Brothers fans. That's why the content was pro-Jonas Brothers. And Joe Jonas is 19. Like, he's 15 years younger than this man. But, like, my point is, if this is supposed to be representing YouTube, you have the host ripping down the thing YouTubers like. Yes. This trend will continue for the rest of the show. And then he blames someone named Tanya... And then says, someone buy that skank a new sports bra. I think it was that girl Tanya from Athene Wins. Is she here? I like to blame her for everything. Someone buy that skank a new sports bra. I have no idea what he's talking about. But again, my first thought was, this guy's got to be canceled. He's got to be canceled by now if he's saying stuff like this in 2008. Yeah, like, I can't find anything about who Tanya is. Like... I can't find anything about who who he's talking about. Yeah, I have no idea what he's referencing there. It might just be being like not in tuned with the YouTube culture of 2008. But, and, and just for the record, I'm not saying we should cancel these people for these like actions. This is me saying that I feel like other people would have canceled them if this is their presence in 2008. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they should be canceled. It's me saying, I bet they are. <laughs> I mean, we, we've we had this discussion a few times when we've watched things that were from the late 2000s. Uh, when we watched Amazing Race Season 8. Yes. Uh, in they- 2005, which is a family-friendly show, they throw around a slur that is not acceptable in 2022. Yes. Very casually. Mm-hmm. And we see this a lot with things from the 2000s, early 2010s of just the culture was very different. And it it's one of those things we are looking at it through 2022 eyes. We probably would have been like, ha ha ha, hi bitches in 2008 too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the biggest ones, I mean, one of the biggest YouTubers who's not here in this at this time is Shoes. Oh my God, yes. Shoes. Come on, betches. Like, Betches was a huge thing with Kelly. Yes. And Kelly popped up a, like a year or two ago again. Yes. Another, uh, she did another video. She which, did like a quarantining video or yeah, something. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah. So then we see the DJ again scratching over the very good OK Go video for Here We Go Again. Yes. My next note. I'd really rather be watching the OK Go video. Yeah. I, you couldn't get OK Go? And then my next note. Shit, OK Go makes a good video. Yeah. Because Here We Go Again is great, and it's the first one they do like that. Mm-hmm. But they've done great videos. Like, yeah. every one of their videos is, like, pretty awesome. When the Moment Comes is so good. Which one is that? That is the Rude Goldberg Okay, because I know there's also the Lego one. But I love the song, too. When the Moment Comes, I think, is a better song than Here It Goes Again. Uh, and then there's the one song that they play with a car. Yeah. That's incredible. And they're just like slapping uh, <laughs> pianos with a broom as they drive by. OK Go has some of the best vi- music videos ever. They really do. Um, and then he, the same DJ starts to remix over Charlie Bit My Finger. Yes. Uh, I have an important note here. Yeah, that's, that's now an NFT. Uh, the, yeah. Besides that, uh, this is the thing I discovered. Uh, just because you're dancing doesn't mean it's not just noise. (laughs) Then, uh, the greatest villain ever faced by uh, Action League now appears. It's the mayor. Yes, this is Mayor Gavin Newsom. Yes. Uh, who, you might know that name because he's currently the governor of California. One of the handful of people who still has a career yes. in 2022. And he is there to give the Visionary Award to Queen Rania of Jordan. Yes. Who has started a YouTube video uh, against anti-Arab stereotyping, which was a huge, I mean, it's still a huge issue, but it was one of the big issues of the twenty of the 2000s, uh, post 9-11. And we get like, A really good video package about people talking about the misconceptions of Muslim and Arab people, especially in how they're seen in the Western world. And she does not accept... Gavin Newsom goes, Her Highness did not accept the award in person. And my response was, What? No, you don't say. But then she does a cute little top ten video, which is very much like a Letterman pastiche, like even throwing in Madonna. It's... It's a couple of them are earnest, like, you know, because it's top 10 reasons I made a YouTube channel. Yes. And some of them are like, anything Queen Elizabeth can do, I can do better, which is funny. And then some of them are like, because anti-Arab stereotyping is a huge problem worldwide. Mm-hmm. And then you and I have an exchange 
Remember when top 10 lists were associated with Letterman? Noah, me. Remember when top 10 lists were short? Yeah. Because this is only like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. What? How long is the average top 10 list on like a Watch Mojo? They're getting to be like 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah, they're 15, 20 minutes. Because there's, there's actually a Watch Mojo top 10 list about Watch Mojo top 10 list. And they talk about how when they first came out, they were only about six minutes long. And they've gotten longer over time to play the YouTube game. Yeah. But it's definitely very strange for, it's like, oh, I'll do a top 10 list, like Letterman, not like every YouTube video. It's just, it's so, like, strangely, like, ironic that this goes through these stages. Uh, I also want to say that this is where they go through, like, the politics side of YouTube. Yes, because this is coming off the heels of the election of Barack Obama, which they were saying YouTube had a lot to do with. Yes, uh, I. First off, it's so weird to interact with political stuff on YouTube now. Like, what we saw were like videos of girls singing songs like uh, "It's Raining Men," but mm-hmm. it was "It's John McCain," "Hallelujah," "It's John McCain." I'm so used to now. That if someone says something that's against my personal political uh, beliefs, I get uncomfortable because I assume we're about to have an argument. Yes. And I was like, we can't have a discussion. This is immediately going to turn hostile. And I was like, there was a time just 15 years ago where politics was kind of silly and fun. It definitely was much less hostile. Yeah, like Mike Huckabee in this like montage creates a video about how he's going to stop immigration. My plan is to secure the border. Two words. Chuck Norris. And like Chuck Norris comes out to protect our borders. I was like, this is really silly. Kind of offensive. He's like, I'm going to beat up immigrants. It's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> like... It's weird to think this is just 15 years ago. Yeah. And my immediate reaction is like, I'm in danger. Yeah. Because <laughs> I might react the wrong way for whoever's in the room, which was just you. <laughs> uh, and I also want to say, for a second, they show Philip DeFranco. Yeah. I was like, there's someone I know. He's still on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, James Kotecki, they also show James Kotecki, who is, uh, he, he was a political geek who became, like, he got hired by Politico because he oh. was pencils and, he was like pencils and politicians. Yes, yes, he would, he would do little puppets. So, I, I checked in with James Kotecki. Okay. To see, he's currently the head of media relations for the Celsius Network. Okay. So, I, I he's still, he's still active and doing media relations, uh, he also works with WWE Public Relations. Oh. Like... Interesting. Like, he he was doing an interview with Bianca Belair last week. Hmm. So, or, okay, that was in January. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but he's still active. He's still working in media. But uh, I do have the note. You see Philip DeFranco for a hot second. Who's one of the only other ones who's still active. Who we see. Uh, speaking of people who are still active, we see Will I Am. Yes. He sounds terrible. 
Uh, I have a theory that the monitoring system was very bad. Yeah. Because he seems like he's doing karaoke of his own song very poorly mm-hmm. in a way that kind of seems like he can't hear the backing track right. Yeah. And... Um, my next note is, I paid my credit card bill during this song. Yes. He, he starts singing stuff about how it's a new day. Yes. And I was like, I'm glad that Kofi and Biggie did not choose this song. Uh, and then there's just a moment where, like, it seemed like Will I Am gave up on the song and just demands people clap. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is all really bad. Uh, my next note is, when every sketch is filler, no sketch is filler, syndrome.jpg. Yes. Because the next thing we see is Lisa Nova playing Katy Perry's biggest fan. Yes. And she is trying. And she's kind of like, she comes off very proto-Miranda Sings. Yes. This is where I realized that YouTubers have never been trained to talk into microphones. No. Because you can't hear half of this. Because she's too busy being physical to speak her words into the stick. Then we get the king of YouTube in 2018. It's time for Fred. In 2008, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. In 2008. In 2018, he's a no one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Fred actually has uh, 2.98 million subscribers currently on YouTube. He has not uploaded anything to that channel in six years. He now uses his Lucas channel, where he is himself, and that has 3.28 million subscribers so he's still doing okay yeah and i mean if he used his money well he probably has nickelodeon money forever yeah he's averaging two hundred thousand uh hits per video right now oh we we actually we we kind of skipped something oh i'm sorry because uh, i wanted to talk about Katy perry having to watch a supercut of i kissed a girl parodies oh yeah this was terrible uh which happens immediately before fred this is after the girl doing the bit a bit about being her biggest fan we watch, and Katy Perry watches it like she's on an episode of SmackDown watching her opponent on the monitor. Yes. But it's where she gets, she's wearing the pink bubble dress that my drink comes from. And it's just a super cut of I Kissed a Blank. I kissed a horse. We never see any of the actual, like, jokes it's just the i kissed a blank and i liked it yeah uh and it's painful to watch and you know katie perry's just dying inside yes because katie perry's at the point where like she's only had two songs so i think she's a little worried about being a one-hit wonder at this stage in her career yes and it also seems like katie perry is kind of the host of this yes but also really doesn't want to be there so then Next, we get a little Fred montage of Fred trying to get to the YouTube. Yes. Get to YouTube Live. Okay, guys, I think I'm really close to YouTube Live because according to my map, I just have to go up this hill, right here, this hill, and then I'll be to YouTube Live. So I should have climbed up this hill and then I'll be there. <laughs> okay, I'm climbing up the hill right now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I fell. And my next note is, I do look up how old he is and I was like, this kid's 15. I can't really be that hard on him. Yes. He's hustling for a 15-year-old. Well, here's the situation with Fred. If you took Fred's channel in 2008 and compared it to every other channel on YouTube, he's the king. Yeah. He's the most subscribed. He gets the most hits. But that's what happens when you take Fred and compare it to 
a hundred thousand other channels. Right. If you take Fred and compare it to people who hate Fred, oh, Fred's really in the minority. Everybody hates Fred. Uh, I mean, a lot of his hits come from people who hate Fred. Uh, he actually mentioned something at some point like, uh, thanks for all the mean comments on my video. Everyone at YouTube Live hates Fred. Yeah, and like he gets arrested by security upon entering, despite the fact that he shows that he has a ticket. Yeah, like they crap all over Fred so much. It's insanity because like that would be as if they did YouTube Live today and like the current king is probably PewDiePie or T-Series or something. But if the whole bit was... People just beating up PewDiePie. It's like, well, he's, like, popular. Why does everyone hate him? And if this is supposed to be a commercial for YouTube, what you're putting forth is, this is our most popular act. Everyone hates him. Wh Why? <laughs> that would be like if today Roman Reigns also lost all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he was in the exact position he was in, but he never won a match. It's so confusing. Why are they doing this to their own company and their own star? And they do let him present as Lucas, and he's painfully awkward. Oh, my God. Because, like, he's used to being a persona. He's not... He's 15. He doesn't know how to be Lucas yet. Right. And he also... He's with Kev Blaze, who is... <laughs> Also incredibly awkward, despite being a full-grown adult. And also, Fred is like, I used a Kev Blaze song in one of my videos, and it was the most popular episode of Fred. You owe me everything. That's, that's it would be, the full quote. It would be way funnier if he just went, you owe me everything. It would have been really funny. The full quote is he actually says, This is my friend Kev Blaze. I used his song, Watch How I Do This, and what became the most popular episode of Fred, and his sales took off. So he knows that YouTube is now the spot for unknown artists to make a name for themselves. He brought this guy on stage and called him an unknown in front of everyone. Oh my god! Like, they didn't do that to the poor sick puppies. No. They're like, you don't know who this band is, but thanks to free hug guy you do. Like, oh, that's so terrible. And... They give Kev Blaze a microphone. You have to have luck because with luck, you can do anything. Like, that's a terrible message for the youth. <laughs> you better hope you're lucky, kid. <laughs> but like he says it in a way of like, oh, use luck. Why, why have I been working so hard when I could have just been lucky this whole time? <laughs> Why didn't I think of that before? Invest in lottery tickets, kids. And then they introduce five young women. Tonight we honor five young women who got their start on YouTube. <laughs> five young women. It, it almost sounds like it should be a band. Yeah. Like a really weird band. But it's not. It is. It's five, Just go ahead. I'm sorry. It's five young female singers. Uh, one of whom I've heard of, Marie Digby. And uh, then we actually get a different girl. But four of the five women all kind of had, like, long brown hair. 
And an olive complexion? Yes. So, I am unsure which one of the women it is. Because it could be any of the four. Yeah. They... By googling the song lyrics, I find out it's Esme Denters and her song Follow My Lead. But I, I want to clarify this. They introduce us to five different upcoming singers. And then without introducing her, one of them comes out. And it's up to us to figure out which one it is. Because I'm actually, the for the first minute and a half, I am expecting another one of the women to come out. Yeah, so was I. I was expecting a bumper to come up that says Korea <laughs> instead of giving me her name. Uh, the monitors are bad because she is also bad. She is also bad, yes. Uh, so she sings the song Follow My Lead. It's fine. It's, again, fine. It's a 2008 pop song. And then we go back to William Sled. And he's with Fred, and he's with a woman he's just forcing to take photographs of him. Oh, I love it. Love it. Hey, Fred, are you having a good time? Yeah, it's been awesome. Did you get a robe? No, I did not. Oh, sorry about that. You should have asked for one. You have to be harsh with these people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I realized that. I'm, like, I tried to get one, but they said I wasn't, like, good enough, so... They also locked you out, didn't they? Yeah, they've been really mean. I, I wouldn't take it. I would throw a total BF. I think I should. I know. Hey, bitch, it's time to go. Okay. Yes. And I've never identified more strongly with anyone in this show than the stage manager who has had absolutely enough of everyone. Yeah, I think the bit is that they didn't know they were being filmed at the time. I guess. But it's clear that the, that this is a bit. Yeah. And it's, they, they throw around the word bitch... Like, a lot. Like someone trying to get over as a main eventer in the WWE. <laughs> like just say bitch and people will love it. So then, it's ukulele time. Yes. Um, Five people come out with ukuleles and play a song. And I'm going to be real. It's probably the best thing on the show. Uh, It's a song called Maybe I Will. It's Julia Nunez and the uh, Ukulele Orchestra. The first thing we get is mic feedback, though. Yeah. It's very Dear Evan Hansen. Mm Mm-hmm. And I actually have a note of, like, oh, it's her and four men, which I was surprised by because, like, the stereotype of the ukulele player on YouTube is that it's a white woman in her late teens or early 20s. All with different color hair. And uh, she's she's better live than Will I Am. And I think I have the note here that I think it's because they're playing their own instruments and they can hear themselves. Probably. Because this sounds great. This actually sounds really good. This is good. So I think it's because they're not using a backing track and they're not reliant on the monitors. Because it's just them on stage. They don't really need all of the tech. So I think they're able to make the... They're they're able to make the performance work because of that. And then I have the note of, this is emo. Yeah, and then they yell something at the end of the song that, like, didn't make sense. They're just Uh, Ray Stevenson of Punisher Warzone comes out next. Yes, remember Punisher Warzone, the sequel to the Punisher movie. And he Do you? he introduces parkour. Yes, and we just see a montage of parkour. Yeah, here's some guys doing flips. 
that's really it. <laughs> and I lo- I like parkour. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yay, parkour. But it, it's just a montage of parkour from around the world. Yes. Uh, and then we get the League of Extraordinary Dancers. And one of them goes like, they. one of them says something about losing a battle with a different dance crew called ACDC. Not the band ACDC, a different dance crew. Yeah, but it's very confusing. But he says the phrase, we didn't exactly win. And all I can think of is Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. <laughs> didn't exactly win. People would say that we lost, but that's not what I would say. Because it's a break dancer speaking in that specific way. Uh, like, we didn't exactly win against them. Well, he says something along the lines of, if you ask the fans, we won. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't care about whatever this beef is. And then we see them... Spin on your head. <laughs> we see them do a dance, and I, I'm trying to figure out the lyrics for the first, like, 15 seconds, because it sounds like I Gotta Pee. It's I Gotta Beat. I Gotta Beat? Uh, but it sounds like I Gotta Pee. And then we have Hammer. MC Hammer comes out. You, what is MC Hammer doing here? We only see him for a few minutes. This is fresh off him no longer dropping the MC, because for a while he was just Hammer, and then he came back as MC Hammer, and he started marrying people. And this has been facts about MC Hammer. And he introduces Soldier Boy Tellum. <sighs> and we get a live performance from Soldier Boy Tellum. Guys, I'm, 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 I promise you, I watched and listened to this whole thing. I could not tell you a single lyric that is said in this, but I'm pretty sure there were only six. <laughs> And they were just repeated ad nauseum. I have no idea what they said, but he doesn't sing the Soldier Boy song. No. Like... Because he probably can't sing Superman that... Right. But they are talking about how that was a YouTube phenomenon. He was made on YouTube because he made a video on YouTube explaining how to do that dance. Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, a few years later... When this was an annual show, if they brought on Psy, and then he didn't do Gungam Style? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Nobody wants this. It is the more it, it is a more successful live performance than some of the others, though. In that he stays with the track. Yes. Few could say that. Tezande introduces another DJ mashup. And I we we're looking at it and we realize. It's the fall 2008 Lionsgate slate. Lionsgate must oh, have been yes. a sponsor because it's uh, the Transporter movie, Punisher Warzone, and The Spirit. Yes. And uh, like, which you don't catch, which is probably why you don't have notes on it. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you went, what? And I was like, this is the movie The Spirit. Yeah. And you're like, no, it's not. And I was like, no, it is. It's Samuel L. Jackson with eight of everything. Because right I thought it was Sin City at first. Right. Because that looked very similar. Uh, no. It's Lionsgate's 2008 slate for the winter, and they try to get, like, an awkward, not well-seen commercial in there. Yes. Uh, Here's an interesting thing about this whole thing. Uh, At this point, the DJ does something strange. I'm not sure if you caught this. He starts dancing. And even if you're dancing, it's still just noise! Oh, my God.
All right, now you can talk about Smosh. See, here's the thing. No, I can't. <laughs> Smosh shows up, and I'm very excited because I know who that they are. And then I have written here in all the caps, talking to the microphone, because I have no idea what they say, because they don't talk into the microphones. Well, if you're putting it onto the internet, shouldn't it just be called onloading? Anyway, guys... Uh, I mean, it's Cater17 demonstrating how to upload on the internet. And then them doing like an awkward bit about like, what's uploading? Yeah. Wouldn't you call it onloading if you're loading it onto the internet? It's, it's all bad. And then the next thing is the thing, if you've seen any of this, this is what you saw. Yes. This is Katy Perry introducing, in a, in a sailor suit for some reason, introducing Bo Burnham and saying... He's funny, he's filthy, and he's gotten over 20 million views on his YouTube, and he's only 18 years old. Thank God you're 18 at least. In this, like, weirdly lustful yes. voice. And Bo is just like, uh... And like, he plays it off Disassociates again. <laughs> well, then he goes... Thank you, Mrs. Perry. Yeah. Which is such a, like, artful takedown. Because she's 24. She's not old when this happens. Right. But, like... It's a surgical way to upset a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then he calls the, uh, he calls YouTube Live the Prop 8 victory party. This is like, that's a fresh wound. Uh, we were, that was the, the, the gay marriage bill where they were trying to ban gay marriage. Yeah, eliminates the rights of same-sex couples to marry. And I remember this, uh, because... YouTube was very much against Prop 8. And I remember when I was doing my college radio show, every week I played this song that came from YouTube that was like, vote against Prop 8. Oh, every time a gay or lesbian finds love at the parade, there's money to be made. He's right! It's time to groom, say, paint that wedding hall, and lavender's the shade. There's money to be made. That's a point! And for Bo to say this, and because, like, Prop 8 had succeeded, it's such a bummer. <laughs> Especially with the amount of LGBT talent who was there. Right? Uh... It's just like, it's it's hitting such a fresh wound that I can't believe he says that. Uh, and then he sings Welcome to YouTube. Oh my god, this is brilliant. This is so incisive in such an excellent way. Yeah. I mean, he, he really just like... YouTube is a place for people to share their ideas. By people you mean the 13-year-old girls, and by ideas you mean how they love the Jonas Brothers. Yes, back to the Jonas Brothers. I said we'd be back to it. And there's talk about how, like, there's nudity on YouTube at the time, because there used to be. Is there? He says, uh, he makes a joke about, like, hi, my name is Kelly, and I got really drunk at a party, and I don't want anyone to see it because I showed yes. part of my boob. Sorry, Kelly. Welcome to YouTube. Like, before YouTube was, like, properly policed, that stuff you could get away with that stuff. Uh, there's also... A note where he says, most of the best YouTubers are either Asian or they're gay. So there's an untapped YouTube celebrity and his name is George Takei. Yeah. Which is, like, prescient. Yes. Because George Takei later becomes a pretty prominent internet celebrity. Yes, indeed. And I love, because Barack Obama won the election because of YouTube. Wait, did I say YouTube? I meant the black vote. Yes. Which, 
I feel like when Barack Obama won, and like I was part of this, so I could say this, there was very much a self-congratulatory "we did it" feeling oh, yeah. on the internet. Yes, like, we, we did. We did it. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. This is our victory, and uh, it was nice of Boda also make a jab at us for that. Bo hurt a lot of people with this song. It's really funny. Gets a great reaction. Like it does get a big audience reaction. Yeah. So you wonder if by this point the audience is a little over it. And this is where he also says, "Like uh, I think Fred is so cool. It's so stupid. It's like you gotta leave the king alone." Let him bring the traffic to the website you work for at. It's just... This song, if this is the only thing you've seen from YouTube uh, Live, it is everything that YouTube Live is condensed down to four minutes, except it's good. Yeah, I was about to say, no, this is competent. Yeah. Uh, Since Bo is playing his own piano, like the ukulele group, he stays with his own music and he can hear it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get another political segment with a uh, fake Obama and fake Palin. Yeah, I don't know who the YouTubers playing them are. I thought that Palin was uh, Buckley. I thought it was Lisa Nova, but it could have been Lisa Nova. I'm not positive, but I, I really wasn't sure. Uh, and I, I have no idea who fake Obama was. I know they call Hillary Clinton a terrorist in this bit. The Sarah Palin character does, yeah. But that's about it. That's all I can really tell you. It's not funny. So then there's Will I Am again. Yeah. Yay. And he's talking about, like, the Millennium Development Goals, which were to, like, reduce global poverty. They were met very unevenly. They were goals by 2015. Uh, Some of them were met better than others. Uh, China and India were particularly successful. Some of the smaller countries were not, but they're just kind of talking about these, like the kind of social justice part of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little kid on the stage. Yes. You start singing the uh, song from Reptar on Ice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a kid on the ice. What's a dinosaur to do when, when there's, there's kids, kids on, on the ice? ice. Uh, but this is Little Demon. Yes. Uh, and he's... A break dancer, which is different from the B-Boys that we saw earlier because they have a different segment on the show. And he's small. He's he's baby. And uh, we get some break dancing and some more audio issues, which is great. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, from the band who took on Miley Cyrus in YouTube's Ultimate Dance Battle, here's John M. Hughes' League of Extraordinary Dancers. They're dancing. They're dan- like, I have nothing really to say, except they, they dance for a bit. And then we get a Happy Tree Friend short. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Happy Tree Friend short, which was nice to see. Yeah. I hadn't thought about them in a while. Uh, they. I was not a Happy Tree Friend person. You're I am unsurprised you to know. Be. Uh, they used to play it on Attack of the Show, so I knew who they were. <laughs> they used to have merch at Hot Topic. Yes. And I was such a mall rat in the late 2000s. Like... You might not believe this, but I was such a mall. I believe that. I just remember I really liked their theme song for some reason. But I, I liked it. It's very short and cool. 
we then get Buckley backstage trying to do like a bit. Yeah. And he's like in short shorts and he does a handstand and someone yells, stop, there are children here. And then someone else yells, there's no censorship on YouTube. Yes. Which is hilarious to hear. Yeah. After all the adpocalypses and all the rules that they put into place, it's just absolutely insanity to hear this. Uh, we then actually interview uh, Angelo Little Demon. Yeah. Who already has a YouTube channel, uh, despite that he is a small child. Still uploading. He last video went up uh, about a year ago. He's got uh, 14,000 subscribers. He also now goes by... Mini Dietrich and Gaylord. Oh. Cool. <laughs> he averages about 2,000 views per video. Cool. We then get another bit with Fred, but Fred is completely unlit. Well, no. First, we get backstage stretching. Oh, okay. And it's what's her, Lisa Nova, like, trying her best, but she's clearly not a host. No. And she's just backstage, and she grabs Smosh. And she's like, Smosh is here. They're you having a great time? And they're like, yeah. They're like, it looks like you're not having a great time. It's like, no, this is the most excited I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and I was like, this is not the place for this bit. No. Lisa at least is smart enough to be like, Smosh isn't working. Grabs some other guy from the back and starts talking to him. Interrupts him mid-sentence and goes, we're wrapping up. Bye. It's very clear. That someone said, we're cutting to you, fill time. Yes. And then when she started filling time, they're like, wrap it up. We got to go. So she's like in a panic. She goes, bye. The camera points to the ceiling, spins around, and then just cuts to this old guy who's the cable grip for the camera. <laughs> and he stares down the lens for a second. Then it cuts to Fred completely unlit. unlit. Who welcomes Akon to the stage. The moment he's done talking, the lights come up on Fred and we cut away. Smosh and everyone else? Okay. Yeah. Bye! We're wrapping it up. <laughs> Thanks for watching YouTube Live. Ladies and gentlemen, Akon! It's like, uh. wow, this is a disaster to the end. For context, this is several years between before I just had sex. Yes. So this is before, like, arguably the largest YouTube video Akon is a part of. <laughs> yes. Like, taking out his own, like, musical career, if you think of him in the context of YouTube, you're probably thinking of the song I just had sex. Yeah. Um, Akon comes out, he's completely offbeat. I, I think it's the track problem again. Probably. He's coming through the crowd. Who keeps trying to steal his jacket. Well, he he stage dives once. Yes. And then he comes back and then he takes his jacket off. And everyone around the stage reaches to take it. Including someone who's clearly holding a beer. Ooh. So I was like, oh, everyone's just drunk and insane right now. And there's a moment where Akon, like, kind of looks around and finds the one part of the stage no one can reach. And kind of kicks and it back there. that's where his jacket goes. It's crazy. Uh, especially because at this point, like, 
the way celebrity clothing works, he that jacket's either borrowed or he bought it himself. Yeah. So he doesn't want to lose it either way. Yeah, either way it's bad. Uh, my next note, this is awful. Yeah, this is really bad. And we end on a montage of all the quote, quote, highlights of the evening. Yes, what cracks me up about this montage is the stuff from the beginning, the clips are longer. Mm-hmm. And then as the show goes on, the editors have less time to work on it. So they're just kind of throwing in random clips. Yeah. There is one point where they show clips of the band's, uh, the Speedo band or the Speedo band. Something we didn't even talk about. It was so boring. Yeah. And the footage they use is a close-up of a guy's thigh. Yes. And then it moves on. I was like, oh, you were just like, give me, th- like, give me six seconds from that performance. And you grabbed it randomly and you didn't look at it. So, so bad. We then get all the hosts again that are like, woo, we did it. And by this point, you hate all of them. Yeah. Uh, And then it cuts to some random girl in Japan. Hey. Live in San Francisco. It was great. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you all did too. Okay, now, I'd like to present YouTube Live in Tokyo that will be starting in the next few hours. And I'm so excited right now because I just released my first single in the States called Eat You Up. And this will be my first time to perform it. Show over. I was like, that doesn't exist anymore. No. What even was that? And that was YouTube Live. Wow. And it's interesting because you and I have had multiple discussions about the, uh, the old guard of YouTube. Yes. This is... The guard before the old guard. Uh, Miranda Sings is active at this point. Yeah. But clearly not. She hasn't, like, blown up yet. Like, looking at some of the bigger YouTubers, I was kind of seeing, like, when they started. Yeah. Like, Jenna Marbles won't start for another year. Really? Uh, wow. Like, uh, I was seeing Matt Pat, your your favorite person. Matt planet. Pat's not active yet. No. He, he's... Uh, He's not active for a while yet. Yeah, Matt Pat just celebrated his 10-year anniversary on YouTube, so... So... Is Brentlefloss around? Because I remembered when I first interviewed Brentlefloss, one of his first videos, he says something like, my last video got 100 views, back when 100 views was a lot. Yes, um... Brentlefloss had been working with Screw Attack from 2006 on, and from 2007 on was, uh... On YouTube. Yeah, um, my guess, because you actually hit on exactly what I want to talk about. Uh, there's no gaming other than Guitar Hero being shown here. Brendelfloss seems like the perfect person to perform here. Yes. Like, he's going to do a video game thing. Everyone likes that. A lot of the prototype video game content was not on YouTube. It was on Screw Attack and Game Trailers. And they had their own service that was separate from YouTube. So a lot of the old guard video game YouTubers are not starting as YouTubers. They started on Screw Attack, which is why they're not involved in YouTube. Because YouTube wasn't for gaming yet, which is so weird to think about. Yeah. So, oh man, this show is such a mess. 
and like realizing that it is supposed to be a commercial, basically. Yeah. Like trying to bring in all these different places for YouTube. It does all of it so poorly. Yes. Like everything that they try to hit in terms of like what YouTube is for fails. Music super fails. Almost yeah. every music bit falls flat. Uh, sports fails because it's just like cup stacking and things that you can watch on not YouTube and watch on television. Right. Political really fails because of that Sarah Palin bit. Yeah. I would say the only thing that like really succeeds if you want to be like if you didn't know about YouTube and you were looking to get out there, would be maybe breakdancing, parkour, and comedy? Yeah. But that's just Bo Burnham. The fact that there's less, there's like very few sketches Yeah, you'd is think, really odd. Because sketches were big at the time. Oh, and animation. Animation does really well on this show. Yes. Because it's quick, it's to the point, and it's pre-recorded. So they can't screw it up. Yes. It's, everything about this show is just frustrating. Yes, it is. And it, it, to me, it is incredible how few of these people are working today. Yes. And how few of these people have been working for some time. Because, like, when we talk about the quote-unquote old guard, when we're talking about, like, Jenna Marbles and mm. Colleen Ballinger, they've been working for a long time. And they've been working for a long time. Yeah. But, like, one of the hosts is Michael Buckley. And, like, I could totally see that something happened with Michael Buckley where he had to purge a lot of his channel. But when I looked at his channel, it had, you know, tons of subscribers. But he's only put out 33 videos. 33! I put out that in a month. YouTube, like, Plus 2 Comedy Gaming puts out five videos a week each of which are about a half hour, and I can't get over 400 subscribers right now. Yeah. Like, the fact that he's got 33 videos and thousands of people is so crazy. (laughs) I don't get it. It's truly just like back then it was the Wild West. Yes. And, like, you could get away with stuff. Now, if you go on YouTube, you're battling with companies like this is before your youtube feed would be automatically filled with jimmy fallon and colbert and ellen clips yeah because like when i go onto my youtube just now i get a lot of musicians i get a lot of official thing like i have like the taskmaster podcast yeah here let's let's do an experiment yeah I'm going to pull up an incognito window right now. All right, and I'm going to go to YouTube, and I'm not. I'm going to be. I'm going to sign out. Uh, all right, so I'm signed out. All right. All right. I just did the same because I want to see if we get different. Yeah, things. if we get different stuff. Here's the first thing I see. The first thing I see is Elon Musk. Same Tesla's first fifteen thousand dollar tiny house yes. for sustainable living. The second thing I see is Got Talent Global. And Second thing I see is Idiots in Cars compilation. That is the third thing I see. Uh, the fourth thing I see is Russian Panic. That's how pa- 
powerful now American javelin. Yes, I. That's my third one. My fourth one is an Ed Sheeran radio station of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and then I got Mr. Beast. Uh, I have funny animal compilation. Uh, a basketball video with Bugs Bunny. No. No, I got a different bu- basketball video of a guy dressed as Bugs Bunny exposing hoopers. Oh, I got 0% skill, 100% luck. It's like someone doing a bas- a, a backwards basketball And a lot of shot. these are quite old. Like, the Mr. Beast video I have is two years old. Oh, is it? I searched 100, 100 dumpsters. 100 dumpsters, here's what I found. Yeah. And then I have uh, 10 quickest muscle cars. Uh, I have 7,000-year-old toothbrush versus cat- uh, cavities. Unbelievable auditions that shocked Simon Cowell. Yeah, then, like, I scroll down, and this is what it's telling me is currently trending. I have 60 minutes is the first thing that pops up. Uh, Then I have How I Won a Lamborghini from Mr. Beast. So it's a Mr. Beast video that's not a Mr. Beast video. And then it's a country music song. Who? No, I'm sorry. It's a Spanish song. Llanos Almos Ni Yes, it is. That must be something that's being, like, pushed aggressively. Same with uh, Seventeen performs "Darling" by MTV. Uh, Painting a massive mural, Mariah Elizabeth, and Minecraft, but everything I touch turns to desert by Crafty. Yeah. I scroll down a little bit more, and I found that Bugs Bunny video you talked about, and then I got a Joe Rogan video. Like that's what you're competing with now. I have The Weekend, Fail Army, and Encanto. But like, just a quick, just scroll down. Uh, through this. So uh, much Mr. Beast. So much Mr. Beast. An unbelievable amount of Mr. Beast. And then like compilation of Family Feud videos, uh, soccer video. Cake decorating video. Fox News. Stranger Things 4 trailer. Mario Party. Like. Restocking TikToks. Sniper Wolf, who I like. (laughs) But like. DIY with Mr. Bean, full classic episodes. In 2008, it was like Here's a funny sketch. Here's a cute cat doing a weird thing. And here's maybe an upload of a show that's been missing for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember watching Doug on YouTube in college. Because I mean, you could get away with putting that up on YouTube because there was no copyright claiming back then. Uh, so, like, YouTube is so different now that even if this was a success, I don't think you could still do this. Like, I think it would have died along with Rewind by now if this was a huge success. So, I'm going to ask you this now. Mm-hmm. How would you fix this? I, I think you would need to have, like... You're going to think I'm joking. I think this needs Muppets. I think you're joking. <laughs> like, I think this needs a through line. When I say the Muppets, like, I'm thinking of that, like... There is a reason we're having this show, and there's a through line. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, it feels very Muppety. Of, like, you know, we're trying to do YouTube Live, and we're the Muppets. Oh, so, like, we cut backstage, and, like, it's a disaster, but on purpose. Yes. Okay, give it that kind of, like, user-created, we-don't-really-know-what-we're-doing feel. Yeah, like, All emphasize right. this Wild Westiness of, like, what are we doing? I don't know. Uh... You know, the last time I filmed this, I was filming in my mom's basement. Mm-hmm. And, like, really play into that. I, I'm trying to figure out, like... I, I can't believe they didn't get Rick Astley for this. Although now... Right? 
Rick Astley, like the the people you would think would be there, Rick Astley, OK Go, they're all missing. Well, Venetian no. Princess. I I see why Rick Astley's not in it. One week later, he's in the Thanksgiving parade on the Foster's home. Oh. So probably he didn't want to do this and ruin that way cooler, way higher profile gig. Yes. Um, I just liked a lot of... I would have expected more interest, like, tighter scripting. Like, you get the impression, like, did anyone write for this? Like, this needed to have, like, a through line and a plan. Yeah. When I say Muppets, Muppets are organized chaos. We know that it's not really chaos backstage. But the audience doesn't know it's not. Yeah. Like, the audience knows it's not really chaos, but we, we all buy in. Like, okay, yeah, it's chaos back there. And I think that's what this show needed. Was this show needed that through line? Mm-hmm. It needed a real host. Yes. It needed to not vacillate between Katy Perry, Tazon Day, and two of the five, or two of the four vlog squads. Because mm-hmm. we very seldom saw Cater 17. And Lisa Nova was always in a costume. So it was yeah. hard to like realize it was her most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it needed to not feel so disjointed. Yes. It needed to feel like one program. It's it's funny. During this time, I was in college, and I was pitching basically this show. I said, I have an idea that, like, to do it as, like, a fundraiser for theater club. Let's do the internet live and in the inconvenience of not your home. Okay. And we just take the best internet videos and we just do them live and like remix them. Okay. So, and when I say remix, I don't mean like making noise and dancing to it and pretending it's music. (laughs) I mean like we do Charlie the Unicorn and then we mix it with Salad Fingers. Like we take the famous internet characters and we throw them together in a blender and make something new. And I think that would have worked, but I think this show tries to do too much. Think of it this way. YouTube is not a genre. It's a medium. Yeah. Imagine if someone was like, we're going to do CDs live. We're going to do the best of CDs. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, it's the best of CDs. And then you had music, and then you had like audiobooks, and then you had like spa relaxation mantras and then you had like shareware all part of the same show it's like this is too much yeah and i miss here katie perry at one point Mm -hmm. where i thought she actually says welcome to the first annual youtube awards yeah they only give one award they should have just done the youtube awards yeah like, the fact that they've never done the YouTube Awards is actually kind of confusing. Because the streamies are not through YouTube. Yeah. What a great way to just be, like, explaining things like, do you like comedy? Here's the five best ones. And here's the best one out of those five. Enjoy all of them. This would draw in the people that already knew this stuff and introduce new people to everybody. And then it's like, we don't have just sketches. We have... Sports and political views and stuff like that. And you make all the presenters 
celebrities. Not YouTube celebrities, but celebrities. This way, you bring in like a big-name 2008 comedian like Dane Cook. And then Dane Cook gives an award to Fred. And it's like, this. look at the visual of this. Dane Cook, the hottest comedian at the time, is saying the funniest person on YouTube is Fred. They are now kind of seen as equals. Because you see Dane Cook honoring this kid. And then everyone gets brought up, and now YouTube means something. You could also kind of just have that... There are hundreds of D-list reality show celebrities running around in 2008. This is oh, like, yeah. This is peak celebrity. Like, there are tons of D-listers running around that you could have pulled in. And then had this be like something to show them of like, you can be on YouTube mm-hmm. and make your thing there. Yeah. This is Flavor Flav. Your boy knows something about being in front of the camera. Here's the nominees for the top five vloggers. Yeah. Like, it's so simple. Why did you have someone playing Guitar Hero and cup stacking instead of that? Yeah, it just, it needed to feel less disjointed. Yeah. It need, like, I think it needed a through line. Awards would have worked. Because mm-hmm. then it also kind of gets that, like, I hope my favorite wins. Yeah. That, like, kids... Tr- I think a good model for this is the Kids' Choice Awards. Exactly. Uh, and we watched a great um, documentary on the Kids' Choice Awards by a Pop Arena. If you like Stay Doomed, give mm-hmm. Pop Arena a shot. They're great. Uh, I think that was a good template. Because yeah. Kids' Choice Awards were very in the Wild West days of Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of celebrities at first. They needed You needed one or two, like super big celebrities which they didn't have like Katy Perry Will I Am and Akon were all like musicians but none of them were like the big musician of the time yeah they're all in the same circle of the Venn diagram of people you're gonna bring in yes uh, by having that name I'm trying to think of who you would have brought in in the two I hate to say it you would have wanted to bring in Miley or the Jonas Brothers yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, I just... Like, could you imagine if they'd done a duet between Esme Denters mm-hmm. and Miley Cyrus? Like, one of these up-and-coming YouTube kids. You know who is active at this point but does not appear here? Who? Justin Bieber. Is he big yet? Not yet. Uh, his... He's already signed to a label, though. Hmm. And he was discovered on YouTube. Right. I would think that his label... Would be like, you know, this kid is a record deal. You could be the next Justin Bieber. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of this, like, I'm surprised he's not part of it. Because, like, Baby will not be released until, I believe, the next year. But I'm really surprised that we don't have somebody like a Justin Bieber. Like, these early, like, crossover. Mm -hmm. I can't believe we couldn't get OK Go. Yeah. What would this look like now? That was something, um, what what, the, what should this event be if they were going to do another YouTube Live? I don't think you can do it now. Because, like, because I think with the death of Rewind, because, like, the first Rewind, Rewind is so good. The very first one they did where it's, like, uh, it, it starts with uh, PewDiePie, I believe, and he jumps through the building. I think that's the first one. But, like... 
all the bits in it are like the goats that they were editing into Taylor Swift videos, and then uh, the guy who made his own Wolverine claws is there. Yeah. And like the ice bucket challenge. That's not a thing anymore on YouTube. And you saw towards the end of Rewind, where all of a sudden they were bringing in Conan and Colbert. And Cookie Monster. And, and like, it was like, this is what it's becoming. Like, who are the YouTube stars now? Like, I would say other than Mr. Beast, everyone else who's a YouTube star is kind kind of trying to shed their YouTube and do other things. Yeah, like most of the makeup YouTubers are trying to diversify into becoming beauty brands. Yeah. Like all of the Let's Play channels that are like worth anything tour now. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. It's it's in live tour and selling yeah, merch like directly to Jade your Jaden Animations. And then you have people like DeFranco who's diversified a lot by having like a clothing line. I mean, DeFranco is like probably the biggest YouTube news channel that's not an actual news channel. Like yeah. CNN that's on there. And I don't know how many times they come on and they say, and DeFranco says, so this video is getting demonetized. Yeah. Like, that's his opening statement. It's just like, I know the company I work for will not pay me for this. And it's like, that's a terrible relationship. Now, isn't it? And it's why, he, and it's why we have more SpawnCon. It's why we have more, um, like, merch lines. Somebody needs to talk to YouTubers, though, because so much YouTuber merch is terrible. I, I bet you, if I compiled all the money made by YouTubers... Uh, it pays out less than Patreon. Probably. Because everyone has a Patreon. Even Game Grumps has to have a Patreon now. To, really? Yeah, they have their own Patreon just because, like, the monetization from YouTube isn't there anymore. Like, here's a great example. This The channel that this is hosted on, <laughs> Plus Two Comedy on YouTube, used to be a monetized channel. And we got demonetized because we didn't have enough subscribers. Yeah. Like, we used to be monetized. And, like, we didn't make any money. Like, we made, like, a few cents per video, but never enough to withdraw. And then they were like, oh, we're not paying you anymore. So they took away our monetization. But sometimes they still play commercials on our stuff. So they're still making money off. Yeah, they're still they just because it's such a small percentage of the YouTube audience, they don't feel like they deserve to uh, pay us. But if we can get up to a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time, we can then be monetized. And huh. I bring that up because because you should subscribe to us. You should subscribe to us. No, because. I talked about how there's so many people here that have 33 videos total. Yeah. They could not get monetized today. It's crazy. So, like, I bet you a bunch of these channels have been demonetized at this point. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure there are still people that go back and watch the Sick Puppies video. Yeah. Like, it's still a famous YouTube video. I know one night during the pandemic, you and I just watched early... Viral videos. Yeah, like the ones where it's like, oh, do you kind of remember sharing this around? Yeah, like the end of the world. Yes. Uh, WTF, mate. 
come and see lions only in Kenya. Yes, power thirst. Power thirst! I, I realize that most of them are actually uh, Newgrounds videos. Yes. Yes, but that then floated over to YouTube. Uh, it's Early internet's very... The 2000s internet is such a strange place. Yeah. That might have to be a bonus video at some point. Our favorite Our early... favorite, like, early internet videos that you probably forgot. It's funny, I have a friend, who's not going to listen to this, so I can make fun of him, who still, sometimes, will try to Rickroll me. Oh, really? 15 years later. It's fun. It's really fun. And it's like one of those things, I do not trust a single thing this kid posts or mm. sends me. Because I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do. Well, I... You're going to try to Rickroll me. Even though we're, like, in our 30s. He's been doing this since we were, like, 18. Mm-hmm. Well, the top post on Reddit last year, the number one most upvoted post on Reddit, was a picture of Rick Ashley on a bike. And he was like, hey, this is a picture of me just riding a bike around uh, Las Vegas, be- bored before a show. And the top comment was, oh my God, I saw that show. You were so nice to me afterwards. Uh, we even got a picture together, and there was a link and it was a Rick Roll <laughs> and and Rick Ashley had to be like, "Gah, you got me." Uh, I will say, Rick Ashley on his own uh, YouTube channel covered A B C D E F U. And yes, if you it's if you great. Heard it, it's great. If you haven't heard it, I really like it, so you should watch it. Uh, so let's give it a verdict. Oh, stay doomed. It is a stay doomed, but like. This is one of the most consistent train wrecks that I've ever watched. Just every moment I was like, why would you make that production decision? Why would you decide to put this on your show? Every moment's a train wreck. Need more Muppets. (laughs) You say that about everything. This one, though, genuinely kind of does. So let me ask you this now. Okay. What are we watching next week? We are watching a 1977 sitcom pilot called Stick Around, uh, starring Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman? Yeah, pre-taxi. Wow. Uh, It is about uh, a rundown servant robot in the future. Excellent. So this is is on YouTube. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, so please join us for that. And that will be episode 149, won't it? Yes, yes, it will be. We are very close to episode... 150. Yeah, and 150 is going to be the show that essentially birthed this idea. Yes, so get excited for that. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to Plus Two Comedy so you can get a notification. Don't forget to ring that bell as well so you can get a notification next time we decide to dive into the television graveyard. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And uh, if you want to subscribe to my gaming channel, it's Plus Two Comedy Gaming on YouTube. And if you want to talk to me about that, I'm at Plus Two Comedy on Twitter. If you just want to watch Rick Astley cover modern pop songs i'm at bean bunny lives until next time stay doomed subscribe like